I'm Haley, and this is the Sunshine and Color Podcast, where we talk about pretty much everything from body image to business to real life adulting and so much more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we try and figure out this thing called life. Alrighty, hello everybody. I am so excited to be back for a special episode with my friend Savannah Weeks. Um, we have had her, we've been so lucky to have her on for the past few times, and we just feel like it's the holiday season and there's so much to celebrate. And I know for anyone who has struggled with the eating disorder, struggles with relationships with food or their body or anything along those lines or have friends or family who just um, find this time a little bit more challenging than you know you would like to we want to be there for you and to talk about these topics because it's not often talked about and to be honest it's really hard to talk about um, because these seasons and these holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas are so beautiful that it's like why should I feel these feelings or think these thoughts or um, feel like I should do something um, a a different habit um, a different way so we're going to talk about those things and kind of bring some wisdom into and light into these topics and um, just super excited for this discussion so Savannah say hey Hey. (laughs) welcome back (laughs) Thanks so much. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Um, Just wanted to start this episode off just kind of like reflecting on Thanksgiving, maybe. Um, How was that for you? And um, kind of what do you see around the holiday season in your practice? Um, Again, um, you are a registered dietitian. And so we're super excited to hear your expertise on that as well. Yeah, thanks, Haley. Um, Thanksgiving was good. Um, it was nice to have some downtime, um, spend time with family, of course, lots of food. Um, you know, and so it's it's interesting to, you know, have my holiday experiences while at the same time working in the field where I work. Um, it definitely makes you think about the holidays differently when you, you know, mm. see it from eating disorder perspective. Um, so, you know, the week really like the couple weeks leading up to Thanksgiving when I was in session with patients it was a lot of like what is Thanksgiving like for you like what kind of food traditions does your family have um what kind of like feelings are you feeling you know leading up to this holiday how are you how are we going to cope with those what's our game plan for the day um so it was it was a lot of kind of preparing and now that we're post Thanksgiving like kind of debriefing of like what happened you know how did the eating disorder respond? Like, where did we challenge? Um, what can we learn from this experience? Um, so it's, it's a tough time for people struggling with eating disorders and their loved ones. Um, and like you said, the holidays are, you know, something that are, are really beautiful and, and really fun and, um, celebrations and, and food and all of that. And so it's really tough to have kind of a, you know, something that's not very fun in the mix, like an eating disorder. Yeah, definitely. And I remember kind of when I was going through it, I would want to, you know, have 
I would treat it more as like a cheat day and kind of things like that. And um, for those of you listening who might feel like this is triggering or something uncomfortable to listen to, would highly advise for you to just be mindful of that and maybe take some time away from this episode and come back to it when you feel like you're out of place, because we will probably be discussing um, kind of different habits that may or may not be um, helpful in your recovery um, to listen to. But um, during those seasons and everything, I was really hard on myself because I was like, okay, only this day is going to be the day where I can enjoy everything that I want to. And then tomorrow I'm going to be quote unquote good and not um, partake in those treats. And so it's, it's definitely something that is hard to look back on. And I'm like, wow, I didn't allow myself to just be in the moment and kind of enjoy my family and enjoy that special time um, because those days are fleeting. And um, so I'm excited. So Savannah, um, if you wanted to speak to that, you can, or um, kind of what can we do during the holidays to allow grace for ourselves? Yeah, yeah. So the the cheat day mentality, um, that's that's really common. Well, that all or nothing thinking is really common with eating disorders. And I mean, to be honest, like our society has kind of normalized disordered eating behaviors around the holidays. Right. Um, so like for for people with eating disorders, that's definitely like magnified. But I think in general, like lots of people in the general population feel that way about the holidays of like. Um, you know, we th- there's disordered eating behaviors that are like normalized by society when it comes to Thanksgiving, you know, like fasting all day and like, I'm going to fast and run a turkey trot. And then I've, you know, quote unquote, earned my Thanksgiving dinner. Um, and that's just not, that's not helpful. Right. And that, that all or nothing mentality takes away from the enjoyment of the day. Um, and so it's, it's extra tough with, for someone with an eating disorder because those messages are kind of already out there. They might be surrounded by people in their family who are engaging in that. Um, so it's, yeah, it's tough. But when it comes to giving yourself grace um, during the holidays, you know, I think I think a lot of it depends on where you are in your journey towards recovery. You know, if you're still actively in treatment, um, that's something to talk about with your provider and come up with a plan together. Um, if you're further along in recovery, um, you know, looking back on your past experiences throughout the holidays, really thinking about, you know, what are the traditions in my family? What are some ways that I can engage in those traditions and still like stay in my recovery mindset? Um, and, you know, I think something that's really helpful for for all of us, no matter like what your background is, is to really focus on like the meaning of the holiday rather than the food. Because the food is really just a support, right? In the holidays, I think in a lot of the times in the U.S., the food has become like the main event of the holiday. But what it really comes down to is, you know, Thanksgiving is about gratitude, right? It's about history. It's about coming together as a family and spending time together. Um, and none of those necessarily require food. Food is there and present and, you know, like is a support to to the gathering. But the real meaning of the holiday is is separate from food. And that goes for, for all holiday traditions throughout the season, not just Thanksgiving, but, you know, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Christmas, you know, any other holidays that people are celebrating. Um, food is, is part of culture for everyone, but the holidays have, have other meanings beyond that too. Wow. I love that. I love the food is there and present, but it's not the whole 
thing because you're right it does get magnified especially when you're in recovery especially when our society kind of makes this whole thing especially with thanksgiving too just because it's like a meal um Mm -hmm. and then it can kind of weave into all of the other holidays and then you're just in this weird like warfare between okay how do i be present and like enjoy and how do I not let food take that power over me in a sense or that fear of of food um so that's that's so good for us to be kind of thinking about and really going back to okay this is a day what does this day look like for my family um I can kind of give an example or a reflection over what I've seen um kind of as a difference as I've gone through recovery and now being recovered, because this Thanksgiving, I, and last Thanksgiving kind of have been so filled with thankfulness and joy because I don't even have a single like worry necessarily about like, okay, I don't have this plan in my head. Like I'm going to eat this. I'm not going to do this or whatever. Um, and then I have to go for a walk. Like, no, um, I'm just there and food is there too, but I'm there for the people I'm there for connecting and also feeling my body because yeah, I'm hungry. It's a meal. It's, it's lunch, it's dinner, just like any other ordinary day, but it's, pecan pie that my grandma made and my aunt Beth's cheesy mashed potatoes that she makes for me every single year because I once was really sad one day when she didn't bring it for one of the holidays and (laughs) I want to eat that because she makes it specially for me so um I think it's it's really cool and beautiful to see that and I I want to share that because I know some some of us I never thought that I'd ever be able to feel that way so, um, yeah, <laughs> that's just like one little story that I have. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I'm so glad that you're able to experience that now and, you know, mm-hmm. have the quality experiences and for, you know, when you're not as far along in your recovery, like it's not going to look like that and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it is any other day. We're still going to have all of our meals, have all of our <clears> snacks. Um, and it, it's okay to acknowledge that when you're still working towards recovery, that the holidays are going to be tough. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important too for loved ones of the person with the eating disorder to to kind of have have that understanding too. I think sometimes, and I've seen this um, in, in practice as well, there are times when family members are like, well, it's, it's Christmas, so everything's going to magically be better. Like, this is all going to go away because it's the happiest season of the year. And like, it's going to be like it was in years past. And so... I think coming to terms with the fact that this year it might not look like that. Um, and that that's okay. That's part of the journey for everyone, but kind of understanding that going into it and, and having, you know, realistic expectations about what the holidays are going to look like. It, it might mean that like the family doesn't travel this year, um, you know, cause someone with an eating disorder, you know, the navigating travel is going to be really tough. It, it might not be conducive to their recovery to travel. Um, and that can be a really hard conversation to have with families. Because um, it, you know, it's, it really brings to home like the seriousness of eating disorders and the way that it affects everyone's lives. But um, just like with any, any illness that a loved one could experience, it's, it's going to change how we do things. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, kind of the aspect of grace I was 
um, thinking of, of touching on is, yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard and you're, you're doing so amazing, especially the fact that you are on this journey to recovery or listening to this episode, thinking about, oh, maybe this is in the cards for me. Maybe I do want to have a good relationship with food, like have that be restored. Um, you are allowed to struggle and you're allowed to not feel okay. And um, it's kind of when we accept those moments and accept that it is going to be hard, that the real kind of progress in, in helping recover kind of shines through there. Um, it's in those hard times. So that's, that's great. Thanks for sharing. Um, what may be triggering during the holiday season? I know I'm using the word triggering is just kind of, um, also you can talk to this too, but I think something that makes you just kind of tense up. I know when I was really through it, I just got my claws out and I was like, no, don't want to talk about this. Just stop. Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe it causes me to go down the spiral of disordered eating thoughts and, um, just negative self-talk. So what can we do? Maybe it's a family member who's on a diet or maybe someone's pointing out other people's food items on their plates. Um, yeah, there's, oh, there's so many things <laughs> that could be triggering during the holidays. Um, yeah. So, so triggers are, you know, a stimulus that incites like an intense emotional reaction, right? So someone with an eating disorder, um, a trigger would be something that um, causes them to feel like a compulsive urge to act on disordered eating, eating behaviors, right? So um, if something happens that triggers this person and then they, they feel like a really strong urge to restrict or to purge or to binge or, you know, whatever's going on. Um, so the, the holidays are tough because they, they often include a lot of triggers. Um, so, you know, like I said, like societal disordered eating behaviors around food, around Thanksgiving and other holidays, um, you know, lots of, lots of focus on food, lots of fear foods, um, that someone might come into contact with, um, you know, again, travel disrupting normal eating patterns, um, lots of diet talk when it comes to New Year's. Um, you might be around people, you know, family members that you don't see very often who have negative relationships with their own bodies or food who talk about those things and that might be triggering for someone. Um, so, you know, triggers are, are definitely individual. There, there are some that are really common, um, but it, it is different for everyone. And I think too, I had an interesting conversation with a, a patient the other day about kind of the differences between like things that might trigger disordered eating behaviors and things that challenge the eating disorder. Mm. Um, and I think it's kind of a gray area, but I think there are times that, um, you know, we, that, that a lot of things are distressing around food when it, for someone with an eating disorder, right? So like having to eat a slice of pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving dinner, like that might be really distressing and hard for someone with an eating disorder. Um, in some ways you could say that's triggering In other ways you could say that's challenging to the eating disorder. Yeah. And so that's yeah. something that's like really a, a positive thing, right? Like we have to face those fears um, and to, to normalize that food, right? And take its power away. Um, so that's something that will incite an, an emotion, a strong emotional response, but 
in a, in a positive way, right? Because we can't avoid pumpkin pie forever if that's something that's commonly at your Thanksgiving dinners. Um, so sometimes it might help to reframe a little bit. And, you know, this is challenging to my eating disorder, but I can handle challenges and I've developed a plan with my provider of like how I'm going to handle these challenges. Oh, that is beautiful. I love the flip-flop in that perspective because also maybe you're feeling these feelings too because you're like, I don't want that anymore. I don't want to be in this diet mentality anymore. And that is a beautiful thing that you're having those feelings of kind of like um, conviction or challenge in your eating disorder because you're really taking away the power that it's had over you. And so um that could be really helpful. And someone's recovery is like, no, you're, you're doing it. You're noticing these things and you're working through it. And if eating a slice of pie is going to help take away that, um, feeling, especially like only if you feel (laughs) comfortable, it's not like you have to do that by any means, but it can be a beautiful thing when you feel like this is something that, can be helpful. And again, like we've talked about this or I've prepared for this moment. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think too, working with, you know, if you're, if you're in treatment, working with your treatment team towards mm-hmm. some of these things, and if you're in treatment, this is probably something you, you've already talked about, but that could look like, you know, come, you know, thinking about the, the Thanksgiving day and what's on the table, the foods that are the scariest for, for you to eat. And then maybe practicing some of those foods in session with your your therapist or your dietitian mm-hmm. or whoever to kind of work up to to having it at Thanksgiving, because um, you know it's not reasonable to expect someone who's you know working towards recovery to just all of a sudden like I'm going to challenge this and I'm going to eat pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving dinner. Um, right. Oftentimes you have to work towards that, and it, and it's tough. And that's where the support of a team becomes really helpful. Definitely, definitely. Um, so let's see, how can we interact with our family members who may be talking about their weight, food, or diet? So kind of dipping a toe into one of those things that may be triggering or challenging to us. How can we, um, because we can't control that. We can't Mm -hmm. necessarily say, okay, I'm going to my Christmas dinner and nothing can interfere with me at all. Like we, we aren't um, able to do that, unfortunately. <laughs> and right. so how can we how can we do that when it is a person that we love? Um, yeah, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is really tough. So I think boundaries are really important, right? And maybe you tell that loved one, like, I love you. Um, I'm so excited to see you, but I I need to like set this line in the sand. Like we, we cannot talk about these certain topics, you know, dieting, bodies, um, calories, whatever it is. Like I, we just can't talk about that this year um, or ever potentially. Um, so, you know, I think communicating those boundaries is, is really important. Um, it can also be helpful to kind of have an, an exit time set. If there's going to be someone there that, you know, might not respect those boundaries or isn't, you know, open to to talking about boundaries with you um, to kind of have a, like a planned exit time, like before the event ends, you know, like I'm going to stay for an hour, two hours, whatever it is. And then I'm out um, to take care of yourself because, you know, like maybe for an hour, like 
we can we can do that challenge. But beyond that, it's just not going to be conducive to recovery. So having a set exit time or like planning breaks, you know, so if you're going to stay the whole time planning, you know, at, at this time, I'm going to take like a 15 minute break away from the table. I'm just going to go be by myself and, you know, decompress whatever. Or, you know, I'm going to go talk to someone who's like, going through my recovery journey with me and then we'll come back. So, you know, I think having a plan in place beforehand is important. Um, and that's something to talk about with your, your treatment team as well, but yeah, boundaries are huge. Um, and, you know, being open and honest sometimes with family members about what's going on. Um, and maybe, maybe you ask someone else to have that conversation for you, you know, ask your, your mom or, you know, whoever is, is if someone's going through treatment with you to, you know, kind of let everyone else know, like, this is what's going on. Like, this is what we're asking for this year. Like, please respect these boundaries. Um, and, you know, having that conversation about expectations for everyone. Yeah, that's so good. And I think it's, it's really good to note that you are allowed to have those boundaries because you are worth it. You're worthy of this recovery process. And, um, honestly, I think that your family member will appreciate that if you feel like you are comfortable and close to do that. Um, because just in general, especially I feel like now with kind of, you know, food diet culture kind of coming to the surface where people are talking a little bit more about it, people might be more open in hearing, um, mm -hmm if you share and, and listening and honoring that. Um, so don't be afraid of, of having that conversation if you feel like it will be helpful. Um, and don't be afraid to ask your mom or your family member, someone who is walking through this with you to have that conversation for you. Um, because it, it could be super beautiful if you are scared of that and you know that it's going to come up. And I do love the idea of taking a break and kind of taking that time to just recoup because it is so intense. And if you're just sitting at the table and um, I remember when I was like really like in the very beginning of, of the journey um, it's hard to sit with the plate in front of you um, after eating or while eating. Um, and so, yeah. And again, that could be good because it's making it a part of it, but you're, you're kind of removing yourself to be like, okay, we're good. We're, we're doing this, like we're here. Um, so these are, these are super helpful tips and tricks. And again, talking with your provider or your family member and getting prepared for that day. Oh my goodness. It can make a million, million times better. Definitely. And, you know, maybe, you know, part, part of recovery might be not engaging with the holidays at all. Um, you know, and that's a really tough thing to talk about, but you know, if you're in the beginning stages and it's just not conducive, then, you know, maybe that's that's kind of how the year goes. So I think having that like open and honest conversation with with your provider about like where you are, what the holidays look like in your family and, you know, how participating in the holidays can, um, you know, continue you on your recovery journey. Maybe it means that this year, like you don't and that's OK, too. Can you say maybe um, that we could do for others? Um, so say we're the ones on the other side. Maybe we're not the ones who are struggling with this um, eating disorder mentality, but 
if we have a friend or a loved one who's super worried about it or um, we're going to be there at the holiday with someone who is walking through this, what can we do um, to be supporting in these these seasons? Yeah. Um, so I think I think the main thing and, and it kind of depends on like who you are to that person in their recovery journey. You know, like if you're, you know, engaged in treatment with, you know, if you're like going to their sessions with them, then you know, that will be something that's determined like from treatment. Um, but if, you know, if, if you're not engaged in their treatment and are just, you know, a supportive loved one, I think um, maybe trying to decrease the focus on food this year, obviously like avoiding any diet talk, body talk, um, you know, calorie talk, that kind of thing. Um, maybe planning some activities that aren't food focused. You know, maybe you guys play some board games or watch a Christmas movie or, or go see the lights or, you know, whatever it is to kind of have everyone still be together, but in a context away from food. Um, so you still get that, you know, holiday magic and spirit and, and gathering, um, but in a way that's less distressing to the person experiencing the eating disorder. Um, maybe asking them about, you know, their boundaries or ways that you can support them. Um, and I, you know, I think just letting them know that you love them and you're there for them. And, um, you know, you don't even have to go beyond that. That's, you know, that is supportive in and of itself. Yeah, that's good. I know that, um, kind of with me and my, um, experience, like from the past few holidays is there is going to be those talks still kind of around, food and someone's on a diet or whatever I've always tried to kind of be like okay and I don't um it's it's generally not great to encourage or discourage and so I kind of just am like okay and I accept it and I don't um especially just around the holidays because they might be going through something themselves um and then not really playing into that topic. And so just kind of tiptoeing away from that um, kind of topic coming into the conversation and maybe talking about something else like, okay, what have your um, kids been up to? What are you doing for X, Y, and Z day for um, New Year's? Something like that. And having like a different topic to kind of jump into instead of like playing into this um conversation that they may be you know on their own journey um so that can maybe be helpful yeah pivoting and that could be something if you're a supportive person that you kind of keep an eye out for like Mm -hmm. when these topics come up I'm gonna change the subject um right and for for someone who is working towards recovery having a mantra prepared can be helpful um my plate my business is one that's pretty common if someone makes a comment about your food like you just you have this phrase that you just repeat right and you don't need to say anything more than that like you have your response you say it you move on um and that kind of shuts down some of the the comments right um because we're we're just not going to engage in that yeah, that's so good. Little mantras and they don't have to be shared. They can be just you and yourself, that internal dialogue. And mm-hmm. um, that definitely is something great to like anchor into and and beautiful when you get to do that and feel confident in doing that. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for having this 
really, I feel important discussion whenever um, the holiday season comes up and with Christmas and New Year's and post Thanksgiving and other holidays like Hanukkah and everything. Um, it can be hard. And then even like going into the new year with New Year's resolutions and everything, it, it can be a lot, um, especially mm-hmm. for someone who's struggling. And so I hope that what we've said and shared um, can be a little bit of a light and, and point you to some wisdom to have and maybe encourage you to have these conversations with your provider, with your family. Um, so do you have any like last words or special memories from a holiday in the past or something that you're looking forward to this year? Um, let me think. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the holidays are, are such a wonderful and at the same time challenging time. I think as you get older, <laughs> you realize why everyone's always stressed out at the holidays. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, you know, really coming back to the meaning behind it and the simplicity of just spending time with your loved ones is is so beautiful, like you said. Um, so just just grounding in that and yeah, enjoying enjoying loved ones while while they're still here. Um, so yeah, I just I for for anyone who is on their way to recovery, um, this can be a really tough time of year, but um it can also, you know, be a, a challenging time of year and in some ways can help you towards your recovery. Um, so just keep going. Yeah, definitely. And I think too, um, in entering into a few are a believer and, and follower of Jesus, just kind of meditating on, okay, really the meaning of it all is, you know, Lord and Savior came to save us and and we don't have to really try and be perfect or have the perfect holiday or um, act like nothing's wrong on these days is we can kind of meditate on, okay, I, I know that I'm broken and I'm not perfect, but he still loves me. And even though it's hard and even though, you know, it's, it's not something that I am fully recovered from it's it's a journey and I'm excited about what's to come um so yeah well thanks everyone for listening and if you have any questions please reach out to me or Savannah we're gonna have all the show notes there for you to look at and please listen to the past podcasts if you haven't already and excited to continue on this journey with all of you guys you're awesome and thank you again Savannah Thanks for having me, Haley. (laughs) All right. Happy holidays, everybody. 